Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Coach Tadrees Parker, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. We want to take you from the old you to the best you. And if you are taking off running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as I will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Ah, welcome to another week of the show. You could be listening to anything in the world, but you decide to press play on this particular episode, and I'm going to bring a lot of energy. We're going to have a lot of fun on this episode. It's going to be short, 30 minutes or so, and we're going to give you some fast-paced information. So hopefully, you know, you're, you're pressing play and you're on a run right now listening to this, all right? We're going to discuss, or I should say answer the question, do I eat before I go for my run, right? Whether it's a race or whether it's practice, that's a question that we get often. A lot of times people ask that at the last moment, right? They ask it right before the race, right? Um, we also want to take that question to the streets and ask people locally what they think about this. How do they approach it, right? Because you get my opinion, but let's talk to some other people to see what their strat is, okay? Before I do that, I'm actually going to give you guys a great piece of my mind, okay, from this motivation quote that I heard on a podcast that I've been listening to called Seven Good Minutes. It's found on Spotify with Clyde Lee Dennis. It's like a nice shot of motivation first thing in the morning while I'm going for my walk or while I'm driving, while I'm cleaning. If I want to get some a shot of motivation, I've been listening to that podcast. So once again, I just wanted to shout that out. And I'm really, something really hit me hard and I shared it with my members and I'm going to share it with you guys because I'm fired up about it, right? But before I actually get into all that, we want to thank the sponsor of the today's show, my good friends over at Edward Jones. Now, Jim Seawick is a good friend of mine. He sponsored our show, and we thank him so much for that. He wanted us to remind everyone that it's tax time. It's the last chance to make your RRA contributions for 2021. So you can head to the show notes, schedule an appointment right now to take care of that. Deadline is April 18th. But guys, don't don't thumb your nose on that because as we see, the days are just flying by. It's already February, so we want to make sure we tackle that. So let's go into this quote that I'm talking about. The quote was this. When you are good at making excuses, it's hard to excel at anything else. Take a moment to let that resonate. When you are good at making excuses, it's hard to excel at anything else. Now, as you age, you might grow out of making excuses. But when we were when we were kids, it's like we were basically excuse makers from the time we were like toddlers. Right. Did you knock over that? You know, flower pot. What? 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 Are you, what are you making a mess in here? Like as children, we make excuses, man. We'll come up with anything to get our parents off of our back. And then when we get into school, 
We make excuses as to why we didn't get our homework done. We come home from school and the teacher had called because we didn't do our homework. We, we tell our parents some kind of excuse. And that stuff starts to carry throughout adulthood. And unfortunately, the, the older we get and the more we hang around excuse makers, whether we have our own excuse factory that we can call from or we go to work and you're trying to be better and you're listening to like good quality content to better yourself or you're reading that book or, you know, you're trying to make moves and you might open your mouth and tell someone what you're working on. And someone will turn around and tell you why it will not work. And they will start to put their excuses onto you. Right? Now, listen, that podcast episode that I listened to wasn't even about this, but this is what I'm getting from. That's just, just this one quote that I heard. I had to stop what I was doing and I had to write it down. Because we just started back up our Keeping It Real health challenge. And our participants missed it. It's a challenge that we do to help people to stay focused during their weight loss. So we we teach parents and grandparents and all ages in between how to run for life. Like we're trained for races, but we also are training to be able to handle a pandemic. We run to to be the best version of ourselves, to be better employees at work, to be better parents at home, to be better mates. That's why we are running. It's not just for a medal or the piece of paper that goes across your chest. We're running for quality of life. But the one thing that we always want to be mindful of is that we cannot outrun a bad diet. So just because you just finished running a marathon doesn't give you the license to go buck wild for two weeks when you're eating. It may start off with like, yo, I deserve this beer. I need these carbs to re- replenish, man. That that marathon or that, that 10K was hard. But sometimes we have to know ourselves. So once again, that could be an excuse, right? I, I just finished this hard workout and I deserve, I, I'm, you know, I ate this pizza. I drank that gallon of beer. And then next thing you know, it spirals out of control and your weight starts to go up. You just finished running a marathon. Your, your weight should be coming down. All right. This is what I was. And so our members was like, what wanted to have that accountability again. And so we reinstituted our keeping a real health challenge. We encourage our, our members to stick to eating real food. Right. For 30 days, eliminate processed sugar, um, soy, grains, alcohol, legumes and dairy. Now, some some members, they may they may have different eating preferences or allergies. So maybe they decide to eliminate three of those six things. It's it's basically like the whole 30 process. That's what I tried back in 2018. And it changed my life to help take inflammation out of my body. Right. I have a slight modifications here and there. But our keeping it real challenge also encourages our members to get out for their runs three days a week. Come to group. You get ticket, raffle tickets for every time you come to practice. You run a race that month, you get an extra tickets, baby. You refer somebody, you get an extra tickets. That most important thing is what you are putting in your mouth while you are, are, are at home. Because that's going to take down the inflammation. You're not going to have pain in your knees due to, not due to running, but due to the decisions that we're making with our food choices. Did you know 
that certain foods cause or leads to depression. Certain foods are going to lead eventually to Alzheimer's. Dementia. Kids are suffering from ADHD these days. From the food coloring and the dyes. Listen, guys, this podcast started out being called The Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss. I'm passionate about this topic. I'm passionate about I, I've been reading all the different books and studying. I love Mark Sisson's book, The Two Mill a Day, his approach to even running when it comes to him and Brad Kearns used to be avid long distance runners. Now, as they age and did more research, they found out that they were overtraining. And so it's better to do short bursts, sprints, do short bursts of exercise, 10 minutes, you know, maybe even as you're walking around, go down and do a uh, bust out a set of pushups. Do some squats throughout the day. Keep your activity level high. Even if you're working at an office job, go out, walk the building. People take cigarette breaks. Here's the deal. When it comes back to this quote, when you are good at making excuses, it's hard to excel at anything else. We have to ask ourselves. We have to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, have I been an, an excuse maker? Do I really want what I said that I want? Because, see, when we think about the greatest of all time in any sport, any sport, yeah, they missed shots. Yeah, they threw an interception when they were trying to win the game. They failed. But it wasn't because they were making excuses. They came back stronger the next year if they got bounced out of the playoff. They, got, they came back stronger, more determined. They studied more. There's a saying in sports that one team wanted it more. But action speaks louder than words. When you really want it more, are you willing to put down the remote control, go to bed, get some sleep, wake up before everybody else and do those wind sprints? Are you ready to show up to the gym early? If you are a parent or aging one that's a grandparent, are you willing to say enough is enough? I am trying to lose 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds. And excuses and success cannot be in the room at the same time. Do not reward yourself with food. Reward yourself with great experiences. Man, I love that quote. And so at that, with that being said, I'm going to, uh, what do you guys think about it? Please feel free to go to the show notes, connect with me, Tadrees Parker, at coachtadrees at gmail.com. Also, new to the show is your thoughts and comments. You can actually message the show and leave a voice message to be played on a future episode. Please, guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, I'm very excited about that. I want your thoughts. Do you have a weight loss story? Do you have a running, intermittent fasting story? Um, please keep the comments to like two, two to three minutes. Um, state your name, where you're from. You know, you can say something motivating about an episode that you listen to. So like if you listen to the Lisa Diaz, the Chris Ballard, a Carl Tate, Carl Tate lost 100 pounds. If you listen to one of our shows in the past and you want to leave a voicemail about that, Please, we're going to play that stuff on one of the, our future episodes. All right. So at this time, we want to thank another sponsor, the Jasmine T. Bryant Brighter Day 5K for mental health. That race will be on May the 28th, 2022. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. 
We want you to sign up, close out the month strong with a 5K. Tons of giveaways and you will have a blast. And it's, it's in beautiful Washington Township, New Jersey. The course is beautiful. I helped lay it out. Uh, the course was already there, but I, I'm a part of that particular race. One of the directors that helping helping that uh, organization out. And so it's an honor to be a part of it. I've never been to a park so beautiful, so vast. It has everything there, guys. People get married at this park. Uh, there's there's bikes you can rent. I've never been to a park where you can rent bikes. And it's only like a dollar or something like that. It's crazy. A dollar for like three days. I'm like, wow, this park is amazing. So join us. May 28th, 2022, Washington Township, New Jersey. I'm going to reach out to Teresa to ask her, will there be a virtual one for all my listeners out there that might want to donate to this organization? She may have a virtual one. I'll keep you keep that in mind for a future uh, segment. Um, at this time, take a break, come back with segment two and answer that question, do I eat before I run? All right, here we go. Segment number two. We're going to attack that question this question came from Dawn from New Jersey. Let's hear Dawn. Hi, my name is Dawn Ruiz from Galloway, New Jersey. My question is, should we eat before we run? Thanks, Coach. All right. So do I eat before I run? As we're talking about this stuff, answering questions from the audience or just beginners and period. So it's January. That's that came and gone. January is gone. It's already February. So hopefully if you are sticking to a New Year's resolution to get healthier and you decided to go running as a way of getting healthier, hopefully you have been motivated to stick with it. And so maybe you signed up for like a 5K that's going to happen in the spring, maybe in March, April, something like that. You don't want to wait until the last minute. A lot of people ask that question the day before the race. Hey, what do I do? Do I eat before? You know, this is actual, actually a perfect opportunity for you to see how your body responds to different things. And I can tell you what I do, but I want you to figure some things out based on how your body responds. So for me, I love running in a fasted state. So most 5Ks, guys, that's going to happen in the morning, 8, 9 a.m. That's typically what time races start. So I run in a fastest state. I plan my, my Saturday. If the race is on Friday, I plan my Friday night. If the race is on Sunday, I plan my Saturday night. I stop eating 12 hours before the event. And so if the race is at 8 a.m., for example, I am going to eat a nice protein-based vegetables with a little bit of high carbs. So I'm going to have some broccoli, some fish with some nice baked potatoes. I might have eggs, a mountain of eggs with home fries and bacon. I've seen once in Men's Health Magazine, uh, right now this would not be a part of keeping it real because you, you want to avoid grains, but... Um, I've seen in Men's Health Magazine that people will eat pancakes with strawberries. Boy, when I saw that, I got excited. So I had a mountain of eggs for my protein and some pancakes the night before to fuel my run the next morning. See, our bodies can, can do that. We don't need to eat first thing in the morning. We have enough fat stores that we can go for a while 
and burn and and not burn off glucose, but burn in our energy source can be coming from fat. So I'm an intermittent faster. I love it. I, I average, you know, anywhere from 16 to 18 hours a day. And I thrive well on that. But if you are a beginner and you're not used to that and you just got to have something first thing in the morning, you know, by all means, we are an experiment of one. So if your race isn't until the spring, you might want to mess around with that. Right. Um, some people don't run until after work. Right. And how many times do I go to practice and someone uh, maybe or maybe they're weak because they haven't eaten? Uh, but maybe someone else have a side stitch and trying to get that cramp out of their ribs because they just ate like too close to the training. And so here is a couple of uh, advice for you. Right. And when I said that I don't eat the morning of, I do have I go get myself a black nitro cold brew coffee from Starbucks. That's my pre-workout. Coffee doesn't break the fast. I drink that coffee about an hour and a half to two hours before my race because I know that I will have to go to the restroom. So I make a couple stops past the restroom, get my nerves out, <laughs> get some of the coffee out, and then I go perform at the best of my abilities that day. And so if you are going to eat, I advise the same thing, that you eat two hours before the race. Don't eat something that your body isn't used to. You want something that's easily digestible, okay? So make sure of that. Um, you don't want to have something heavy for sure because you will experience the um, side effect of being lethargic, <laughs> you know, slugging through the race, right? You don't want to drink too much liquids and all that stuff pre-workouts, pre Oh my gosh, when I worked for this nutrition company, we would have a pre-workout that would get you all fired up and everything like that. And man, you want to talk about having to go to the bathroom. It, it gave me some some bubble guts that was just very uncomfortable. Uh, I remember having to do long distance training. And in the morning, if I took that pre, pre-workout, then I would be like in the woods somewhere trying to figure out which, which clothing I, I need to get rid of. This, this stuff was bad for my system. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being, keeping it real, right? You know, it might be TMI, but it's keeping it real. You get, you runners, you experienced runners know what I'm talking about, having to lose some clothing because you got hit with the bubble guts. But since intermittent fasting, drinking only the black coffee, none of those problems are happening. So I am grateful for that. Um, again, you are also, if you are intermittent fasting, you do want to be careful about what you're eating the night before. You know, if you're having greasy foods and, and alcohol the night before, that may cause some stomach issues in the next morning. We also want to take in consideration the distance that we're running to. Um, maybe you are past the 5K stage and stepping up to 10K half marathon, right? Some people might need to eat a little if their run is eight miles, 10 miles, okay, to fuel you. Now, for me, once again, even my full 26.2, guys, I did not eat the night before. You know, I cut off my eating window. I tried 12 hours, but that, that wasn't happening in Orlando as the race started at 5 p.m. Unfortunately, I didn't get my dinner until like probably was like eight, eight, eight o'clock, eight thirty by the time I got dinner based on how crowded it was there. So, um, but I was fine with that. 
I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to purposefully do a 12 hour fast before the full marathon. The closer, uh, like eight, eight was the max. Like I didn't want to eat past 8 PM. So I had got like, got my dinner in at like eight, eight thirty. I was a little upset that was past eight, but I was okay. I was okay. And um, on the 26 mile run, I just ate some bananas when I started needing the energy. So I didn't do any gels because my body's not used to that. So we don't want to put something in our system that we're not used to just because you may have read it somewhere. Right. Um, I'm going to actually go to um, my social media account. I asked a question in the group that I belong to and they had a lot to say about this topic. So let me go ahead and pull that up for you guys. It's amazing how social media is so helpful for me in this way and helping drive some content. Let me see, where am I at here? Here we go, here we go, here we go. So how would you answer? Do you eat before a run? I wanted to take this, this question out. Um, <laughs> let me see, I got here, I got a lot of comments. Pat says, I eat while I run. Okay. A lot of people said after, after. No. Uh, Gabe says, no. Only uh, extra shot, extra hot, flat white coffee with two stevias. I have no idea what white coffee is, my man, but um, I did ask him. I didn't get the answer yet. Um, Gary also says, like I said, I drink coffee and then I run. Um, Kashif says, yes, before half an hour in morning because it gives me energy. Once again, guys, like I said, everybody's different. Um, Jacqueline says, depends on my schedule. Anthony says, sometimes a banana for longer runs. Uh, Austin says, depends on the time of day I am running. If it's a morning run, then nope, just coffee and pre-workout, okay? <laughs> Someone... Someone responded to that coffee and pre-workout because once again, guys, the caffeine from the coffee, it gets you going in the morning. Um, Jessica says, nope, anytime I eat like an hour before my runs, I get cramps and have to stop more often because I get that terrible gas bubble right under my ribs. Woo! Yes, yes. There was more comments. I want to get to them, guys. Um, Tina says, if I'm hungry, I'll eat part of a banana or something small and I drink a little too. However, most days, no food. Uh, Valerie says, under eight miles, no. If more than, I may have whole grain toast with nut butter. Oh yeah, so imagine putting like a little uh, whole grain toast with a little nut butter and some sliced bananas on that. You really, you really uh, kicking it with that, right? Um, now, Charles, this was interesting. Charles said, for a full marathon, yes. Two tablespoons of coconut or almond butter, plus a banana and a salt pill for half, maybe. So if he's running a full marathon, he's definitely eating this. I, I love how detailed he was with his assessment, right? Tablespoons of coconut or almond butter. The fats from those things are, is giving him fuel. The banana giving him that little carb burst. And the salt pill is going to help his muscles and keep him, uh, believe it or not, you need to replace the electrolytes that you are losing through running. So that salt pill is going to help keep the electrolytes in his system. For a half, maybe, 
If he's running a half, he may eat. Not Sometimes, maybe not, right? Anything other than that, no. I ran a, a 10K these days. Um, I run a 10K these days is after a 36-hour fast. And I actually responded to this comment. I said, I need to talk to you on the podcast. I want to get him on the podcast because that's an amazing comment, man. I love the detail. Thank you so much, Charles, and everyone else who commented on this particular uh, question. I appreciate you guys helping me drive this content home and giving our uh, beginners some things to think about. So before I head into segment three, I want to take time to thank our sponsor, Clarity Contractors of Mays Landing, New Jersey. They're serving all of the Atlantic County area for your commercial roofing needs. Right now, I know a building right now in Galloway that's dripping like crazy. There, the, We got a lot of snow and the snow is finding its way into the building. So in that situation, you want to call our friends at Clarity Contractors. Been in business for over 12 years, honest, trustworthy. This is what you want to do. Head over to the show notes and look. I left their contact information there and tell them Coach Tadris sent you from Keep Calm and Run to the Best You. Take a break and we're going to come back with segment number three. Yeah, I stuttered a little bit, but we're going to keep it moving. Woo! All right, guys, really excited about this. We have our first caller into the show. All right, it's Claudia from the UK. She's calling in to answer the question, do you eat before you run? And she's going to talk about how running in a fasted state helped her get faster, helped her lose weight, and how she feels when she actually runs with food in her stomach. Since this is our first caller, I didn't know that we only had 60 seconds. So she actually calls in and left two messages to complete the thought. Let's take a listen to Claudia from the UK. Hi there, I'm Claudia and I live in Southampton on the south coast of the UK. Uh, now to um, answer your question about um, running and fasting, I have uh, started to do intermittent fasting in the autumn of uh, 2019. Um, I was actually quite unwell at the time and I was taking a break from running uh, because of that. Um, when I started running again, um, it was quite easy for me uh, because of the schedule to run fasted so at um, eight o'clock after I dropped the child to the school bus I would already be at the 12 hour fasting point in the morning I feel that if I run after having something to eat there's a massive rock in my stomach Hi, it's Claudia again from the UK now for part two. So I was mentioning about how unwell I felt running with um, a full stomach. Once I started to um, to run fasted, um, everything kind of happened all of a sudden. I lost a lot of weight and with that came, uh, you know, my speed increase. Um, I was um, training uh, for the London Marathon, which was cancelled um, in 2020 due to the COVID pandemic. Um, however, the best thing was that, um, yes, I got faster. I'm actually faster than my 16-year-old. Uh, my 5K PB is about two minutes faster than his. So 
yay not bad for a 47 year old isn't it so yeah all the best and um i hope this helps thank you bye bye oh it helped out so so much thank you so much claudia for calling in from the uk to leave your thoughts on this so we gave you my thought on this topic i also shared some social media posts uh experienced runners weighing in on this topic. And now what I'm going to do is play for you one more time, Dawn from Galloway. She sent in that question, and then we're going to take it and throw it out to our Keep Calm correspondent, Jessica Young. And she's going to take this question legit to the streets and just ask some people what they do before a run. Let's take a listen. Hi, my name is Dawn Ruiz from Galloway, New Jersey. My question is, should we eat before we run? Thanks, coach. Keep calm, correspondent Jessica Young, live from Linwood, New Jersey. Dawn, we're going to get that answer for you. We're going to see if we can find some runners here and uh, see if they eat before they run. Let's go see if we can find some. Corresponded with Keep Calm News. We're asking people today if uh, you eat before you run. Do you eat before you run? Do I look like I run? Oh, no, this yeah. this body was not meant for running. Oh. No, no. I can walk forever. Don't ask me to run. Oh. If I'm running, you better run because something's chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> not, okay. not happening. Well, thanks for your time. Thank Enjoy you. your Have a great day. I'm with uh, Keep Calm News, and we're asking runners today if you uh, eat before you run. You know what? I try not to. Uh, I've had a couple of hours because uh, it just makes my stomach really hurt, but I have to um, drink a, a couple hours before because I get really thirsty. But yeah, I, I don't usually eat. You always make sure you drink water before? No coffee. Yeah. But I can't drink it while I'm running because I found out that that doesn't work either. So just keep them hydrated. And I, I got the gum to chew because that kind of keeps my mouth moist. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right, Enjoy your run. All right, thanks. <laughs> oh, we got some runners this way. Sure, sure. Sure. Hi, my name is Jessica Yano from Keep Calm News, um, and we're asking some runners today, if you guys eat before you run, what do you do before a race or a practice? Oh, I don't eat before I run or practice. Not a thing? No, nothing at all, since the night before. Okay. Yeah. That works out well for you. Yeah, yeah, I just can't run with stuff in my stomach, like, jumbling around. Makes sense. It makes me sick. How about you? Me too. I don't eat anything. Like, I ate breakfast this morning, and then I didn't eat anything the rest of the day. Came out here to practice, and then I'll eat when I go home. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thanks for <laughs> taking the time to talk. Sure. Sure. All right. All right. Well, there we have it. I think um, hopefully we answered your question, Dawn. Um, it looks like most people don't really eat much before they run. As Coach said, it's, you know, personal up to... Uh, what works best for you. I personally try not to eat anything before I run because I've had some bad experiences. Um, so hopefully that helps you out. We'll see you soon. That will wrap up our show for this week. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jessica Young, for taking this question to the streets and everyone that participated in answering these questions. Thanks to Claudia for being our first caller from the United Kingdom at that. 
Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, do me a major favor. Please share it with a loved one. Share it on your favorite social media feed. Tag me in it. Go go to the show notes. Check out my name, T-A-D-R-I-S. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe to the podcast, however you are listening to the podcast. And if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, please, please go rate, leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found because of the stories that we bring on, okay? Someone will read your review and say, I'm going to give this podcast a listen. So do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts, rate, leave a review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We want to give a shout out to new members that uh, are just completed their second week of our program as they're training for 8K, stepping it up, baby. Their first race isn't a 5K. It isn't a couch to 5K. It's a couch to 8K. So that's just about five miles. And so shout out to Sharissa and Dawn for getting through week two. All right. Listen, if you need help with your goal race, I will leave a link in the show notes to fill out a contact us form and set you up with a free one-on-one call to go over your goals and and maybe even potentially talk to you about how you could be a part of the Keep Common Run to the Best You program. And before I like legit sign off, I just want to let you guys know that the sweat hoods came in and it was an absolute hit. The, The people that ordered their sweaters to Keep Common Run to the Best You sweat hoodies They are soft, they're comfortable, and they just absolutely love it. So head to the show notes and pick up your hoodie today. Um, Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. You could have been listening to anything in the world, but you chose to press play on this. And for that, I thank you. And remember, keep calm and run to the best you, my friends. I'll talk to you next week.